Good afternoon, friends. I'm going to be reading the evening prayers from yesterday, the 20th of April, 2020, um, for a couple of reasons. One is that I didn't get to them yesterday, or at least get the recording of them. And two is that I'm on night shift so for a couple of weeks, so I'm all discombobulated, and I'm about to go back to bed. I went to bed when I first got home and got off work and then had to just get up and get something to eat. So this feels like an evening time, even though it is an afternoon time. So with that being said, our readings for this evening are, or our readings today, maybe I'll just say it that way, are um, Psalms 4 and 7 and the Gospel of John 14. 1 through 17. We're going to read the opening verses as well. Yours is the day, O God, yours also the night. You established the moon and the sun. You fixed all the boundaries of the earth. You made both summer and winter. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins so that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins, through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O God, make haste to help us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Creator in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Creator, incarnate, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices. O incarnate of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Psalm 4. Answer me when I call, O God of my right. You gave me room when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, you people, shall my honor suffer shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that God has set apart the faithful for God's self. God hears when I call to God. When you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in God. There are many who say, Oh, that we might see some good. Let the light of your face shine on us, O God. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their grain and wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O God, 
Make me lie down in safety. Psalm 7 O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers, and deliver me, or like a lion they will tear me apart. They will drag me away with no one to rescue. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my ally with harm or plundered my foe without cause, then let the enemy pursue and overtake me. Trample my life to the ground and lay my soul in the dust. Rise up, O God, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake, O my God, you have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered around you, and over it take your seat on high. God judges the peoples. Judge me, O God, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. God is my shield, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, and a God who has indignation every day. If one does not repent, God will wet God's sword. God has bent and strung his bow. He has prepared his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shaft. See how they conceive evil and are pregnant with mischief and bring forth lies. They make a pit, digging it out, and fall into the hole that they have made. Their mischief returns upon their own heads, and on their own heads their violence descends. I will give to God the thanks due to God's righteousness, and sing praise to the name of God, the Most High. My soul proclaims the greatness of God. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For God has looked with favor on their creation. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God has mercy on those who fear God in every generation. God has shown the strength of God's arm. God has scattered the proud in their conceit. God has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich God has sent away empty. God has come to the help of God's servant Israel. For God has remembered God's promise of mercy, the promise God made to our forebears, to Abraham and Sarah and their children forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 14, verses 8 through 17. Excuse me verses 1 through 17. We're going to read 1 through 7 as well. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In our Creator's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, 
Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Creator except through me. If you know me, you will know our Creator also. From now on, you do know God and have seen God. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Creator and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Creator. How can you say, show us the Creator? Do you not believe that I am in the Creator and the Creator is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own. But the Creator who dwells in me does their works. Believe me that I am in the Creator and the Creator is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Creator. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Creator may be glorified in me the incarnate. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Creator, and the Creator will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees her nor knows her. You know her because she abides with you, and she will be in you. The Holy Gospel of our Redeemer. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, Spirit of Truth. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We will use suffrages set B, beginning on page 122 of the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer, that this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful. We entreat you, O God, that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill. We entreat you, O God, that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses. We entreat you, O God, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world. We entreat you, O God, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O God that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. John, St. Luke, St. Julian, and all your saints, 
entrusting one another and all our life to Christ, we entreat you, O God. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal Mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ, our ruler, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds being fixed may be fixed so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness through the mercies of Jesus, Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O God, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, stay with us, for the evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Now is the time when we offer up some special prayers. Um, so let's have in this lovely space bracketed by the beautiful liturgy and the readings of scripture, let us have a few moments of silence. Let us hold in the light those whom the Spirit places upon our hearts. Thank you. Let's talk about our readings then. 
So if, let's start with our Psalms. Psalm 4 is, as my commentary says, an example to sinners. And I haven't said it in a while, but when I say my commentary, I read from... And you'll notice that I make some changes to the language. I, I do that. I have the audacity to, even when reading from the scriptures, make changes to the language to be more inclusive. I feel extremely strongly about the need to overcome generations and centuries of the oppressive systems that even our church adopted, among them white patriarchy. And please forgive me that if that offends you. It is something that I am going to continue doing because it is one of the personal passions that I believe God has laid upon my heart. And I am very conscious of the fact that Holy Scripture is inspired and holy and or divinely inspired I should say and holy and also written by human hands within a human context and I do not want words like Lord or gendered pronouns to come between anyone in the scripture now if if that makes it a little awkward sometimes or if it comes between you and the scripture I ask that you bear with me and and that the grace of the Holy Spirit may feel, fill in the gaps for all of us and I know that I am imperfect and I stumble but I also know as we'll get to with our gospel reading that the Spirit is here to help and so I pray that whatever message God has for you today it won't be lost in any of this, in the imperfectness of human language or the imperfectness of my delivery or anything at all. So thank you for that. And then, um, I as I was saying, I read from the fifth edition, fully revised and expanded New Oxford Annotated Bible. It's an NRSV, New Revised Standard Version, with the Apocrypha. It's an ecumenical study Bible. And um, I find it quite helpful. So when I talk about my commentary, that's where it's coming from. So Psalm 4, I love how, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, the psalmist speaks to God giving them room when they're in distress. Don't you sometimes when you're distressed just feel like things, feel a little claustrophobic, need to get a little space? And a lot of times, like going outside and going for a walk can help. And so I love this imagery that God gives space of the soul to the psalmist. The psalmist cries out in, in distress and feels oppressed and pushed on. And I can just picture him like bunched up in this little ball posture-wise. And God expands their spirit. God gives them room. I just think that's beautiful. And then I think in verse 3, it's important to mention here, knowing that God has set apart the faithful. Being set apart isn't always pretty right? Whether it's for a good or a bad thing, our culture does, does not go easy on those who are set apart. But trust that God is there with you in the apartness. 
God is there with you in the space. And then the reminder in the last verse that our sleep, our peace, our safety, they come from God and God alone. In this time, that's tough. I mean, that's a wonderful remember for the reminder for these tough times, I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, because a lot of the places that earthly places that we find security in the constructs of our government and our homes and our times and all that kind of stuff. There is not, there's not that security there. And while I want to be extremely clear that I wholeheartedly disagree with those who are saying that COVID-19 is a plague that God has brought upon us in punishment for our sins. I wholeheartedly disagree with that, it, at least as, as stated on the surface, right? You guys have heard me talk about sin and evil, and in a sense, we do bring things on ourselves because in our humanity, we as a as humanity have sinned. But God did not create COVID-19 to punish us. I do not believe that. Um, you might think of it a little bit more as a, especially the current predicament in which we find ourselves, as a natural consequence. You know, scientists and researchers and immunologists had seen this coming, and yet our systems did not respond and and you can have a little compassion because there are a lot of crises potential crises out there and you cannot be wholly prepared for them all so you have to do a risk management analysis right however all of that being said our systems we, because we are part of those systems, to an extent, I guess we're not going down that rabbit hole, did not, were not prepared, did not prepare. So in the midst of this flurry of everything, and please, my words don't intend to speak any blame at all, but to drive home the point that our faith and trust cannot be in those systems. It must be in God and God alone. Because although every person is doing the best that they personally can at the moment, they are not God. Our safety, the safety of our complete being, And the verbiage we've, we've used in the past is our immortal soul. More than that, of our entire selves, spirit, soul, and body, heart, mind, and will. Everything that makes us us, our true created selves, our divinely 
begotten and created selves. Rest with God. God and God alone. And I'm sorry for having waxed on so much about that one, but on to Psalm 7 um, in verse 2, I, I think we could also say, as opposed to they will drag me away, they will drag me down. But we'll see as we turn the corner that they would. If there were no God, if we did not turn to God, if we did not have relationship with God, yeah, all of this BS that comes at us every day from all different directions would drag us down. It would be unbearable. The burdens would be too much. But they are not because we don't carry them. We give them to God and God transforms them. And we leave the judgment to God. Really, verses 6 through 17, or 6 through 16, are requests from the psalmist, cries out from the psalmist for God to judge. But we don't take it in our own hands. And there's a difference between activism and social justice and standing up for what's right and judging other people. We need to focus our energy on dismantling the unhealthy, corrupt, the evil systems that are in place. God will take care of the people and God remembers because God knows every hair on their heads and loves them just like God loves us. God remembers what they were created for. God remembers who they are. So it's not about destroying them. It's about redeeming them. That's what God's judgment is really about. And yeah, that's absolutely best left to God because we don't know. We do not have the capacity. And I want to say about verse 16, their mischief returns upon their own heads and on their own heads, their violence descends. This is back to that trite but true statement, hurt people, hurt people. Their violence was already there with them, hurting them, wounding them. When they do violence to us, it is an attempt at transference, at deflecting, at whatever you want to call it, to give themselves some relief. They're attempting to take the violence out of themselves and visit it upon us. But it does not work. It doesn't work that way for us either, friends. Healing doesn't come from hurting others. So we pray. God, save them. God, heal them. God save us, God heal us, for we are all in need of healing and saving and redemption. And this, I think, is what praying for one's enemies means. It means praying not for their destruction, 
but for their healing and redemption. And I know it's hard. Sometimes it's even hard to pray it for ourselves. But I promise you, there is nothing that God cannot and will not use for God's transformative glory, which is then for our good. What is God's good is our good, friends, always and ever. So please let the shame also be something that is healed. A friend once said to me, there are no mistakes, only lessons. And I believe that this is true. But it's hard to learn when we're just beating ourselves up. We talked last week about loving ourselves at every stage. The self that we were, the self that we are, and the self that we are becoming. And I think that is so important for healing and redemption. Now, our gospel reading. I think we can read this just like Jesus is speaking to us. Jesus has prepared a place for you specifically, my friend, and for me, and for our beloveds, and even for our enemies. And we know the way. The way is the truth and the light. The way is the way of love. And I want to pause here for a second and I want to say something. This verse, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Creator except through me. This is one of those many verses that has been taken, taken and used as an instrument of wounding, has been used as a weapon. It has been used to make Christianity or even specific denominations within Christianity exclusive. It's been abused and made a tool of the evil systems. And we must redeem this verse from that. Jesus is not saying, you must say specific words, undergo specific ceremonies in specific churches. Jesus is saying the way is love. For Jesus is love. And I know that we use the word love to mean too many things in our culture and we've talked about that before this is love capital L this is agape love this is the love that overcame death that overcomes evil that heals and restores and redeems this is the love that is the word incarnate that is God incarnate and walked among us And the way of love is the only way. 
We cannot beat ourselves or anyone else into belief and relationship with God and or even with the community of God's creation. It cannot be memorized, recited. It must be love. And I firmly believe that this is what Jesus is saying here. And so though it's been co-opted to mean other things, let us return Let us return to the way of love. And then also, let's be reminded that when we dwell in that love, We live out that love necessarily. And this is the order that it has to come. First, we must accept God's love. And when we accept God's love for us, it wells up within us and it spills over. And it spills over through acts of kindness and mercy and strength and courage and social justice and prayer, and all of these things. And we have the advocate of the Holy Spirit. Christ in incarnate form ascended to heaven. The Holy Spirit is here with us. God is here with us. God is within us. We are created from the very same stuff that God has made. We were not made out of nothing. We were made out of the same substance that is the divine. God made us from God's self. And so all of of our human perfectionism, our striving and our thinking that if we can just work hard enough, if we can, if we can just whatever, fill in the blank, if we can just through our efforts. But no, it is through God and the way is love. May we find our way, which is Jesus' way and the only way. And may we so live in it that we become a conduit. God's love flowing freely through us into all we encounter. Other humans, the earth, all of creation, the spirit. And when We are learning lessons because we will. The Holy Spirit intercedes. Grace makes up for it. 
whatever it is that we lack, whatever we flub, wherever we stumble, grace steps in. Grace fills the gap. The Holy Spirit stands in the gap for us and advocates on our behalf. Amen. Well, I thought it was going to be a short session, but I really waxed on. Thank you very much for bearing with me, um, my dear friends. I really appreciate it. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.